This week on The Swear Wolves, Brett recaps his recent trip to New Jersey HorrorCon, and we discuss the 1981 horror comedy film, Student Bodies. the swear wolves i'm brett i'm david david yes brett uh, good day sir <laughs> oh and to you as well <laughs> a, good, a good day <laughs> oh how are you doing uh, i'm doing good how about yourself i'm doing all right uh just got back from new jersey real time wise um just got back from new jersey atlantic city yeah how was that surprisingly nice Awesome. And not surprisingly, like, oh, I expect New Jersey to be a shithole. <laughs> I just never been there. And I had heard a lot of things like, listen, I've been to Vegas plenty of times. Vegas, for all of you who have never been to Vegas, it's not fucking a gilded city with streets of gold. It's it a shithole. <laughs> yeah, it's very dirty. <laughs> Vegas is a shithole. You walk down the streets of Vegas and you're like, I feel very uncomfortable until you get into a casino. And then it's like, okay, I feel better. Yeah. Then you get back out and you're like, I need to shower. Yeah, going to Vegas, like down where they have Days of the Dead, and I like that hotel where they have Days of the Dead at. It's on the old strip. It's at the end of the old strip, and that old strip is like chaos. It's old. And a lot of sketchy uh, individuals. Oh. And people bring their love fucking little kids down there. Yeah, that's not for kids. No, none of Vegas is for kids. No. <laughs> However, Atlantic City. Again, I was just in one area. So it was the Showboat Hotel. Mm-hmm. And that's right on the shore. So, like, you look out my window and I saw the Atlantic Ocean. Nice. Not air conditioning units like you usually see? I did see some air conditioning <laughs> units, but, like, I could look at an angle. Actually, <laughs> had a view? picture. Oh, good for you. Um, but, no, it was, a good, it was a good view. And there's a boardwalk right there. Like, uh, you know, fucking boardwalk. Yeah, like, yeah picture, I'm familiar. Picture a boardwalk. And, it's, uh, it's like that. Advanced to boardwalk. <laughs> and then there's, like, there was a pier that had, like, a Ferris wheel and, like, you know, different food stands and stuff like that. It was all closed down because it's pretty fucking cold right now. Right, right. But uh, that was there, and it was really, it was really kind of cool. But the the hotel didn't have a casino, David. The casino had been taken out and replaced with all video games. That's awesome. And it was redemption games, old school video games, tabletop Frogger, tabletop. Miss Pac-Man, tabletop, whatever. And then there was stand-up video games, uh, arcade games, uh, Frogger, Pac-Man, all those guys. And then there was, I took pictures of this, there was this rows of pinball machines. Yeah, and it looked like it was a little bit of everything, like old stuff, new stuff. Old stuff, brand new stuff. Yeah. Not as far back as like the 1950s and 1960s, but definitely some early 80s. Yeah, all the way through, like stuff that came out this year. And then stuff that this came out this year, yeah. So that was pretty fucking awesome. That is, that's very cool. So we get there, my wife and I, and uh, check into the hotel and just kind of chill out for a little bit. And then we go down to the show and, you know, I had all these fucking posters. 
I got your posters. I got my posters. And it's not that there's a lot, but it's it's basically two of everything. Yeah, yeah, and it's a lot. And to I don't know about you, but when you got two of everything and you're going up to somebody, and it's like, I don't want them to think that I'm some kind of like, hey, sign this so I can sell it. Yeah, so then you got to tell them the story. I'm like, oh, this is my friends. I promise I'm not going to hawk this on eBay. Exactly. Exactly. And then taking them out of the tube, carefully putting them back in and letting them dry and all that bullshit. It's first world problems. Yeah. I know, but, but it's, it's, it's tedious. It's tedious. So my plan was, hey, I'm going to go down to the show and I'm just going to walk around for a little bit and kind of see what's going on. I didn't bring any posters with me down there. So we did that. And then I'm like, fuck it. These lines, there's like no lines. It's the first day of a show. First day of a show, notoriously, best time to go. Yeah. Go back up to the room, get the posters, come back down, get all the autographs. Now I met Tom McLaughlin. Yeah. How was he? Writer, director of Friday 13th part six. Very nice guy. Very quiet. Okay. It was 6.58, and he had a Q&A session at 7 o'clock. <laughs> so he signed our shit and left. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had zero time to talk to him, but it was very cool. So David has a, we both have a Friday 13th Part 6 posters, and, and David was like, have him sign in silver, you know, because I asked David, like, where he wants to sign. Some, some you're like, well, I don't care, wherever. And some you're like, hey, have him do this. So I hand over mine, and he signs it. And he has a silver pen. And generally speaking, like, unless it's something specific, I'm just like, do whatever you want. Especially because most of these posters are just for me. Right. right? I mean, all of the posters are just for me. Yeah, and I'm kind of the same way. Unless several people have signed it and they've all done it one way, then I'll usually try to keep it kind of uniform. Agreed. And And that's how I did on this one because all my other signatures on it are silver. Yeah. So you're like, hey, I'm signing silver. So he grabs a silver pen signs mine i'm like cool all right we signed this one this is from my friend david he lives in arizona i give him the whole fucking spiel right <laughs> don't mention that we have a podcast or anything because why would i do that yeah, of but course not anyway so he goes to sign it in the silver and then he stops signing it in silver and grabs a red pen and you were no <laughs> did you leap across shit. the table <laughs> choke him out <laughs> I didn't say shit, dude. Because before I could... You just smiled say, and nodded. Yes, yes, red. <laughs> like scribble all over it. Before I could even say anything, he starts writing. And then he goes back to silver. So it's like, I forget what he says. I don't know if you remember. I can't but it says something either, bloody. But it was like, um, yeah, yeah. It made sense. Like he, it said something like best wishes or something like that. But then best in red, bloody like wishes. he wrote like another, like, yeah, something dark. Yeah. Something like so, that. It actually looks anyway, really cool, so I'm totally fine cool. with it. I think it looks good. It does look cool. And and then I was like, well, you know, I have one. David has one. We have pretty much the same poster, except for you have one extra autograph. I don't know who that other person is. Alice Cooper. Oh, Alice Cooper. That's right. I do I do know who it is, because <laughs> I was there. So I was like, well, worst case scenario, I could just be like, you want mine instead? But then I was like, oh, well, he has Alice Cooper on there, so. Yeah, no, it's fine. It looks good. So met him, then went over to Caroline Williams. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, two fame. Always wanted to meet her. Very nice. Very, like, big personality. Mm -hmm. I could see that, too. She didn't have a huge line. I think there was one person in front of us, and then it was just us. And so that person left, and then it was just us. And we got to talk to her for a while. And my wife and I, you know, we both really like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. And so we were telling her, like, it is so scary. And she's like, really? It's a comedy. And we're like, well, it's funny, yes. But that scene in the radio station is super scary. Yeah. And Agreed. so she proceeded to tell us a story about how that day that they filmed that, that was like her first time meeting Bill Mosley. That's cool. 
And so, so was she like scene, genuinely creeped out? That whole scene, she was genuinely freaked out. She's like, we did a few takes. So after a while, you know, I kind of got used. She goes, but he would improvise and he would do this and he would do that. And so, but she was very sweet. That's cool. I had to get um, an extra one. I had to get Nancy Loomis on my Halloween three. Oh yeah. 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 I got her in Poster. Vegas. Such a nice lady. She is so, so nice. One of the nicest. We actually had a genuine conversation yes. with her. I, I had a similar uh, experience in Vegas. Not about horror movies, not about anything she did, about us living here, actually, oh, that's cool. in in the Northeast. And she was like, how do you like it? I don't know how it got. She was like, oh, how do you like it? And we're like, we love it. And this and the other thing. She's like, well, I have a friend who just moved from L.A. up to Northern California to a small town and this that, and the other thing. And so we just started talking. She's actually an instructor at a, a small technical college. Okay. She's in California, right? I think that's where she in lives. In Southern California. Yeah. yeah. And she teaches like script analysis and one other class. I forget what it was, but like hmm. in the theater, small yeah, theater department. So we were talking about education and stuff. And we we're talking about how my wife, you know, uh, used to be a teacher and, and we both work in education now. And anyway, just really cool. So that was cool. That's cool. Yeah. I like her a lot. Very, very nice. And then the guy, and forgive me for not knowing his name off the top of my head, but the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street 4 and 5. Oh, uh, Nick Malay? Malay? Yeah. Melly? Something like that. Nick, Nick M. M. Yeah, Nick. Um, he was nice. I showed him your poster first, and he was like, oh, you got everybody on here. I was like, well, this is my friends. I get into the whole fucking spiel. You're not everybody, Nick. Not everybody. It needs you. <laughs> and he went, oh, Brett. He went, don't sign it, Brett. This is David's poster. <laughs> <laughs> um so he signed it and then uh and then i pulled out mine and i was like look i this is, i just got this i i said i just got it I, i've had it for a while but i have no signatures on it yeah so i was like i just got this so you're gonna be actually the first person to sign this and he's like oh cool he's like did you get this off of ebay and i was like kind of confused and i was like yes he's like, this was my <laughs> copy i hawked it it's like it's like <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I did get it off of eBay, as a matter of fact. And he's like, okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right, you know, well. my dad managed a movie theater in 1988 and took this out of the, out of the But he was nice enough, whatever. Holder. Yeah, he was cool. He's got to be pretty old. Yeah. He, was, I mean, he's not that old, but he was an older gentleman. And he was just like, I mean, it was just kind of... It, it, it wasn't that he wasn't nice. It was just kind of one of those awkward things like, all right, well, well I really bye, have nothing else bye to bye. say to you. <laughs> right. Because I only know him from that movie. Yeah. Those two movies, I guess. Yeah. And in one of them, the, in part four, he's not even likable. No. He's a dick. No. Five, he's nicer. And then that we were done with the posters and kind of just putzed around. The good thing was, is that that night, then we were like, well, fuck it. We can go. We're done. And we were there the whole weekend. So we were able to sleep in. No kids. And then just kind of hang around uh, Atlantic just, City. Well, like sort I said, of. it was really cold and it was rainy. And so it wasn't like we were going to walk around. I didn't want to get my car out of, you know, parking and everything like that. So we, we walked over there. The Hard Rock uh, mm -hmm. was next door. So we went over to the Hard Rock, had dinner there. Really good restaurant called uh, the Sugar Factory. Uh-huh. I guess it's like a famous place. Uh, they got different ones all over the place, but really good food. And not really that expensive either. And they had a casino over there. So I played some casino game. Or I played some slots there just to kind of dick around. Yeah, you lose all your money. You sell all my posters. I actually won. Nice. 
I won some money. I won like $200. And so I went back to the show and I bought an action figure that I wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? Well, so here's the funny thing, okay? It's not horror related. It's a NECA figure. And NECA did uh, Back to the Future, uh, a line of Back to the Future figures. And um, through Target last year, they had an exclusive Griff Tannen Mm -hmm. uh, from Back to the Future 2. And it's the only one I never got. Yeah, you know what's weird? I've seen all the other ones at stores like a million times, but I don't think I've ever come across a Griff. So does he got does he well, have the hoverboard? He does. That's cool. So we're walking through the show earlier that day, and someone had one, and I was like, "Oh, cool!" And I pick it up, and I was like telling my wife about it, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that one's a Target exclusive." The guy who's trying to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. And I look at the bottom, it says eighty bucks is what he wants for it, and I was like, I would just put it down. And I was like, okay, <laughs> and. As I'm, and he's like, that's really rare. You know, you don't see those pop up. It was, a, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, come on, dude. Like, I know what I'm talking. I know yeah, all this I, kind of stuff. You should have said, said something like, you know who you're talking to, man? <laughs> you're talking to uh, Swearwolf Brett? My name's Brett Necka. <laughs> My dad, Mr. Necka. <laughs> he's like, isn't that an acronym? You're like, why don't you shut the fuck up? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I say to my wife as I walk away, I go, that's a cool figure, but it's not an $80 figure. A booth about three booths away had the same figure, 35 bucks. <laughs> Done. <laughs> I, I won that money. I went right back there. I didn't buy it right then because um, I was like, oh, I'll just see. If it's here later, I'll get it. You know, it's not that important to me, right? right? I collect the figures. I like the Back to the Future line, and it was the only one I was missing. So I got that one. And then in the mail, I got my uh, new Dracula figure. It's Ooh. black and white. Oh, cool. Dracula one. So that's cool, too. Neat. Um, so yeah, that was it for the New Jersey Horcon. The next day we went and just kind of putzed around again and yeah. bought a couple more things. I bought some coasters from this guy. And then did you put immediately put some drinks on the coasters and you're like, Hey, look, no rings on the table, honey. They're all laser etched and I'm going to show David, but they're all laser etched. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, uh, they're all universal monsters. So he had them in two sets of four. And the first set was Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and the phantom hmm. and the second set was wolfman invisible man creature and the mummy Ooh! and i was like well i want the first set like, right? can i, I pick and choose He's like nope <laughs> well that's what i said i go i don't want the phantom <laughs> fuck the phantom he's like no nah, you gotta get him because he was saying ten dollars each or if you buy the set of four 30 bucks and i was like well can i buy four i go i'll pay 40 bucks can i just get the invisible man instead of the phantom yeah and he's he was like, like fuck it yeah. he's like i'll just give it to you for 30 bucks and then the next day i went down there and I, and I went back up to him and he's like um we had a whole conversation about how there's no love for the phantom like he has a bunch of phantoms because nobody wants them <laughs> and i was like it's not that i don't like the phantom it was just a different era right like it was silent film and then you had the 30s era and then you had like creature like at the yeah, tail when you end, think of like, the universal monster movies the phantom's like an afterthought even though he was like the first one yeah. So I went up to him the next day and I go, you know what? I'm an asshole. And he goes, why? And I go, I should just buy the other four. I go, I should have just bought all eight. And so I'm going to buy the other four from you right now. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. So nice. he sold me all, he sold me the other four. Very cool. Oh, and he gave me a phantom the, the day before he goes, fuck it. I'm just going to throw in the phantom. For you. <laughs> I got so many of these. <laughs> yeah. That's what it got was. Phantom coasters all around my house. Yeah. And he even gave me a sticker that he made of the phantom. Of the phantom. <laughs> nice he's like you're gonna have all this phantom shit and i go you know what you should do with all the phantom stuff you have i go do like an andy warhol type thing yeah yeah 
So if he does that and he makes money, that's that's that was my idea. So, and my wife got like a a t-shirt or some shit like that. And we got some, you know, just some tchotchke shit that we probably don't need. Yeah. It was great. It was a great weekend. Atlantic City, I highly recommend, well, I highly recommend going to that show. I don't know about the rest of Atlantic City. I don't want to speak on its (laughs) behalf because I don't know what it's all about. But the area where you were, thumbs up. It was was fine. I'm jealous, man. You keep going to shows and I'm still (laughs) not. And you got another one (laughs) coming up, you you big jerk. I do. And in future time, like when this comes out, it'll be the coming weekend. I'll be going to Monster Mania in Maryland. Which sounds like it'd be fun. That's a different state. That sounds so far away. It's like two hours from my house. That's awesome. I'm jealous, man. There's a pretty good lineup for that one, too. There is. I'm not going to meet all of those people, though. No. No Christina Ricci for you? No Christina Ricci for me. I'll tell you this, too. Marley Shelton, if she has a long-ass line, I'm not waiting in that line. (laughs) (laughs) But I just mailed you my Scream 5 posters today. I know you did, and I will look at that line, mm-hmm. and if it's really long, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm not waiting five hours I, for oh, that hell shit. no. I don't think your line will be that long, but I also, I, I wouldn't do that either, so I don't blame you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going with my kids, too. Yeah, and they're not going to want to stand in a long-ass line with you. No. So, that'll be, that'll be this coming weekend, so I'll report on that in due time, and it'll be a couple of weeks before, before I give a report on that. And nice. then by that time, you'll be going to shows. Finally, yeah, my first show isn't until the end of May, Texas Frightmare. I think that's my first one. Oh, yeah, that's right. I, and I do have another show before then. God damn. Oh, that's right. You got Chiller Theater. Chiller Theater at the Look end at of you. April. But then I think after yours, I think I've got like four in a row. And, yeah, and, and I'm not going nothing. anymore. <laughs> Take a break. <laughs> oh, one of the ones, I was telling you this through text, but I only kind of told you like half the story. Uh, mm-hmm. For Mad Monster Party Arizona, which is in July, uh, mm-hmm. the other day they announced that... Um, Rain Wilson, Dwight mm-hmm. Schrute himself, uh, is going to be at the show, but only for a day. Oh, shit. And Mad Monster did something that you and I have talked about on this podcast many times, like as a suggestion, like, why don't shows do this? And they mm-hmm. never do, but they, but Mad Monster did it. They said he's going to be here one day. The only way you can get his autograph or a photo with him is to pre-order. Oh, you, cool. And we're only going to have a certain amount, so like, get them while you can, and when they're gone, they're gone. That's it. So... Um, Fortunately, I have a VIP pass for that show. So the VIP people, it went on sale three hours early. So I actually got last night, as soon as it went on sale, I went in and I grabbed my my tickets to get a couple things signed by him. But nice. what was cool was not only do you get like a reservation, it gives you a time. So That's the way to go. That's what I was going to ask. Sunday, uh, the ceiling is going to be there at noon. Uh, that's when I'll get to meet him. And I was like, dude, that's perfect. And they're like, now each block is only like an hour. So at most you may wait an hour if you're like one yeah. of the last people in line, but that's it. Yeah. You're only going to wait a max of an hour. So I went to a convention years ago. This was before I was going to a lot of conventions. A friend of mine was like, Hey, I'm going to the sci-fi and horror convention out in Pasadena. Do you want to go? And I was like, sure, I'll ride with you. We went out there and he went William Shatner was there. Mm-hmm. By the way, William Shatner is going to be at Monster Mania. I saw. Not going to meet him either. But anyway, William Shatner was there, and how you did it was you bought a ticket, and then they called off the number block. So they would be like tickets ending five hundred and one to six hundred. Your time is now, and then they would let those people come in, and then after that, not, that line whittled down, 
then they'd call over the announcer. That's the way they should be doing it for like some Fuck. of these high profile guests that are going to have a eight hour line. Like, yes, do something like that. Cause nobody wants to wait in that line. And I'm sure the celebrities themselves like don't want to feel that pressure of like, Oh man, look at all these fucking people. I better just start rushing people through. Well, and the other thing that it does is it allows, it, it allows for less traffic or less traffic jams. Yeah. Because you don't have lines. Remember Texas Frightmare? Oh, it was awful. The lines running into each other? Yes. Yeah, because they had like several, and it's going to be like that this year too. Like they got some solid guests. So it's like, yeah, there's going to be all sorts of traffic jams. Fortunately, we were there for a second day, but we didn't get to enjoy the show. I didn't get to enjoy the show in um, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, the uh, Monster Mania. Oh, yeah, you in Rose McGowan's line all night. Rose McGowan. And then last year I was in David Arquette's line the entire day. Yeah. Yeah. They need, more shows need to do a system like this. Mm-hmm. So I got um, a uh, House of a Thousand Corpses one sheet that I'm going to have them sign. Um, and nice. then I've got an old House of a Thousand Corpses 11 by 17 poster that I got at my very first convention back in 2004. So I've already got Bill Mosley and uh, Sid Haig on it. So I'll add nice. them to that one so I got all three. It's a bummer that I you know I don't have Sid on the one sheet, but hey, what are you going to do? You can't, you can't bring back the day. I can't. I don't have a Ouija board. <laughs> So those are the shows coming up. I'm sure we'll talk more about them in upcoming episodes. Speaking of Christina Ricci, do you watch um, Yellow, Yellow Jackets? Jackets? Yes, the show's yeah. fucking awesome. Season two just started in our current yeah. time period. And uh, I love that show. Oh, it's awesome. I love that show. Yeah, it's so fantastic. glad that it's back on. And it's very horror-like. Mm-hmm. It's horror. It's horror yeah, adjacent. So. so recommend it. It's on Showtime. Uh, I think that's the only place you can get it. It might be on something else. I think it's just Showtime. And I know it's on Showtime because this movie we're going to discuss. I don't know about you, but uh, we watched it on Pluto TV. My commercial breaks advertised Yellow Jackets (laughs) over and over and over again. It did. It did. And like the promo has that uh, Just a Girl, the No Doubt song, but like a slower, like kind of creepy version. I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Such a badass show. Um who was I talking to? Oh, I was talking to um, one of the VPs at my company. We talk about, we recommend shows to mm-hmm. each other, and we usually are recommending the same shows that we're already watching. So we talk about, and I was like, have you been watching Yellow Jackets? She's like, I just got into it. She goes, it's awesome. And I was like, yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. I wanted to talk to you about something. Before we get into the movie proper, uh, I have a couple of things. Now, this, this first thing I'm going to talk about, David, is not, I'm not angry. Okay, but you know, we all go a little mad sometimes, haven't you? <laughs> I'm not angry, okay, disappointed, but I could get angry. Mm. You're, uh, <laughs> but enough time has passed between when this event happened that I'm going to talk about and now that it's not, it doesn't boil me up. Oh, that's good. You've but someone down could probably. I, the The gas is going. If someone lit a match, I could fucking explode. <laughs> I want to talk to you about Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've talked about Millie Vanilli before. If I remember correctly, you've got a soft spot for these uh, individuals. I have an enormous soft spot for these individuals and uh i know i know f- 
fucking shit about them, okay? Like, I know Rob and Fab, and one of them's dead, and the poor guy, like, after all this shit happened, okay, if you don't know about Millie Vanilli, well, I don't know what to tell you, but in the late 80s, early 90s, there was a duo, pop duo from, like, one was from Germany and one was from France, and it was Rob and Fab, and the group was called Millie Vanilli, and they had these pop songs, and they were like, you know, these, I don't know, what they're just pop songs, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pop. That's how I'd categorize them, for sure. Blame it on the rain. Girl, you know it's true. Shit like that, right? They were fucking huge. They were huge. These songs played all the time on the radio. They were like the number one. They won Grammy Awards, these motherfuckers. Good-looking guys. They Their dance moves kind of suck. Like, if you watch their <laughs> music videos. Like, these music videos, by the way, I was just watching them the other day. And I'm like, these are the most ridiculously shitty music videos I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> But the I don't songs, even remember their videos. The songs fucking slap, dude. So I'm like thinking about them the other day. And I'm like, I see where this is going. Me. Yeah, because when you really think about it, well, they got busted for doing something that's fairly commonplace nowadays. <laughs> exactly. And not only is it commonplace nowadays, it was commonplace in yeah. the fucking 60s. Yeah. It was commonplace before that. Fucking, who's the fucker who shot, uh, the record producer who shot his uh, girlfriend? Oh, um... Uh, the Phil Spector guy. Phil Spector. Yeah. Phil Spector produced the Shirelles, I think is who it was, right? And it was like, he's so fine, that song. I, I I might be getting all of this shit wrong right now, but it was a girl group and they had a hit song. So yeah. let's just say it was He's So Fine. And let's say the group who sang that was called the Shirelles. I don't know if that's true. Anyway, they were like 16 years old. And Spector was out in Los Angeles and they were from New York. And the girl's mom was like, you're not going out there. I'm not sending you out there to some fucking white dude who's going to fucking who knows what, right? <laughs> you and, might and shoot somebody at mention, some point. Not to mention Phil Spector's fucking crazy, yeah. So um, they were like, all right, whatever. You know, and we didn't have the fucking internet back then. They couldn't be like, oh, just record it in the studio and zip it over to us. So he goes, all right. So he calls up a local group, gets them in the studio, like studio musicians, mm -hmm. has these women sing it, and then puts it out under the Shirelles name, but it's not, it's not the even fucking Shirelles singing. Yeah. And the version that you hear, the famous version, is that version. It's not even that group. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff like that. Like, um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, CNC Music Factory or one of those groups did something really similar where the woman in the music video is not the person that's actually singing the song. That's exactly true. That's true, too. Girl, you know it's and true. They, Girl, you know it's true. Um, and here's the other thing. Like, let's say you go, okay, let's say um, fucking InSync, okay? Joey Fatone. You think Joey Fatone's vocals, like, you don't think they fucking like, I mean, no offense to Joey Fatone, right? But he wasn't the singer in the group. You got Justin Timberlake, you got JC. That's it. Those other three, they were like, just backup. Yeah, and there's like nowadays there's so much processing of vocals and stuff. Like you can make just about anybody sound good. So it's like, at what point does it not even become that person's voice? Exactly. And here's the other thing. If you're part of a group, like, let's say Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. Bruce Springsteen writes all the songs. Bruce Springsteen makes all the decisions, right? It's his fucking band. And they win a Grammy. Does fucking Steven Van Zant does he get a Grammy Award? Probably, right? Yeah. But all he did was play the guitar. I mean, not all he did. Listen, I'm not discrediting <laughs> him. But all he did was do that. He was just a member of the group. Millie Vanilli was a group. And these two guys were just the front men who presented the art and did the dancing. Shittily as it is, they did the dancing. <laughs> and they looked good. 
yeah. right? Because the two fuckers who actually sang the songs and had the good voices, they did not look good. Yeah, you, gotta, so, you need a product. You got to push the product. Exactly. So it pisses me off because who cares? Who cares? Who cares if Rob and Fab weren't the actual singers? I don't fucking care. Do you like the song? Does it make you tap your feet? Would you buy the album because the music is good? Yes, yeah. yes, and yes. Yeah, yeah. They, they may not have been quote-unquote real, uh, but the music was. The music was, and they were part of the group. Yeah. And not to mention, okay, so then so there's all that. But the other thing that pisses me off is they got blamed for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be mad at them. Be mad at the machine. Who produced it? That guy, we don't know that fucker's name. I mean, you and I don't. Yes, but somebody made the decision. They're like, hey, we got to pull a switcheroo. Like, yeah, blame yeah. that guy or that those guys or people yeah, or whatever. blame it on... You can blame it on the rain, dude, but don't <laughs> blame, blame it, it on, on something. Rob and Fab. And not to mention that one of those fuckers, I think it was Fab um, or Rob, I don't know. It was one of the two, <laughs> um, is dead. Yeah. And after they got busted, went into a deep depression, got addicted to drugs. Hey, maybe this would have happened anyway. I don't know. Who knows? But it's really sad. He's fucking gone and he's not on this earth anymore because as a, as the media got a hold of this fucking story, they blew it out of proportion. It was, and they had to give the Grammys back. Yeah, that's sad. Suck my butthole, dude. <laughs> they shouldn't get that, give that Grammy back. I'd be shit. like, fuck you. I ain't giving this shit back. Should have gone down to like uh, Atlantic City or Vegas or one of those places where you can get like those fake little Grammys. Yeah. And just Send give them one back. of those. Be like, this is like best boss. I'm like, oh, does it? That's odd. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We got the Grammy. We're keeping it. Number one dead. You're like, aren't you? <laughs> like, well, I am pretty good. All right, then. Let's get into a little horror thing. I have a, I have a, before we get into the movie again, I have something else. <laughs> it's something I've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. So scream six came out. Yes. All right. So scream one was all about horror movies, right? It was basically like, um, kind of self self-referential, self-referential meta. There you go. Uh, scream two was about sequels, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Part scream three, three the tr- about trilogies, about trilogies. Scream 4 was about reboots. Mm-hmm. Scream 5 was about the requels. Yes. Scream 6 was about franchise. Mm-hmm. So what's left? Scream 7, yeah. So here's my, here's my thoughts on theory? Scream 7. Scream 7 and Scream 8. It'll be either a two-parter. Okay. That'll late, let, end in a cliffhanger, right? I'd be okay with that. Or it's going to be a fucking mashup. It's going to be like like all these characters come back. Gong, gong, gong. I think that I would be way cool. I vote for that one. <laughs> like a, a team up. up. The team up, you know? Like uh, the Avengers. Like you got Ant-Man and fucking Spider-Man. Fucking and Nancy Captain Thompson Mark. from the Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. series. That strolls onto, onto the scene. That's the next logical progression. Yeah. That would be really cool if they involved, like, let's get some people from movies, but not playing mm-hmm. it like she's Nancy Thompson, like she's Heather Langenkamp, but she knows movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Get Jamie Lee up in this bitch. She was a surviving, uh, survivor girl. We yeah. gotta go. We gotta, we go, gotta to go to an expert. We gotta go to somebody who knows these movies. So that's that's the next logical progression. So radio silence, people. Like, if you're out there, there's a get on gift. It. There you go. <laughs> Freebie. It's, gift. it's nice and... Get the first one for free. You want more ideas, though? You gotta pay. That's all I got right now. Let's talk about a movie. We were trying to think of a movie, and, and I wasn't even looking through anything, because this was on fucking Pluto. 
which I forgot even existed. Were you just walking? You were going through Pluto of all places? No, I wasn't. I was just <laughs> thinking about this movie. Oh, okay, okay. And then you looked up to see if it was streaming anywhere. For some reason, it popped in my head. So okay. the movie we're talking about, as if you couldn't already tell, because I mean, you clicked on this fucking podcast, uh, is Student Bodies from 1981. David, had you ever seen this movie? Nope. Had you ever heard of this movie? I've heard actually quite a bit about this movie just from going to conventions. Okay, so you knew what to expect. I knew it was a comedy, um, but I really didn't know much else. Okay, it is a comedy. It's kind of deviating a little bit from what we normally do, but it's a comedy of horror movies. Yeah, it's a horror comedy. There's like the first There's plenty of horror elements. Uh, we'll talk about them in a second. But Student Bodies was released on August seventh, nineteen eighty-one. David, what was? And I guarantee you've seen this movie. What was the number one movie in the box office? I'm going with a movie that was big in the summer of nineteen eighty-one. Um, I'm going Raiders of the Lost Ark. You are absolutely correct. Yay! Awesome. I thought you were going to trick Not me and be like, you're absolutely wrong. Not the best Indiana Jones movie, but De- debatable. I like it a lot. No, it's no Temple of Doom, but get the fuck out of here. You sound ridiculous. <laughs> I'm telling you, Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom is the most fun to watch. Yeah, I don't know about that either. Last Crusade's pretty damn fun. Last Crusade. Last Crusade's like watching a kid's movie. Oh, stop. Temple of Doom, you get fuckers like eating eyeballs, ripping hearts out, cutting and the stuff. snakes open, hearts getting ripped out. Snake surprise. Yeah. Monkey brains. Mm-hmm. Oh, short round. Who's a fucking Oscar winner? Yeah, Who congrats, thinks man. That, that guy pretty amazing good for him and deservedly so that movie was badass it was badass everything everywhere all at once his name's not short round in real life by the way (laughs) number one song now there's a lot of pressure um i'm not gonna get this but i went with don't you want me by the human league don't you want me baby don't you want me uh that was not the number one song the number one song was by a guy who i just recently was watching perform on i don't know apple tv or something like that i was just like i want to watch some music performances and i saw this guy and colin colin hayes from men at work Mm -hmm. okay we're performing together uh rick springfield the song is jesse's girl Oh, I thought it was funny. I thought it was gonna be a man at work song. <laughs> I was like, "Land Down no, Under." They were they were performing together. Okay. Um, Rick Springfield, Jesse's Girl was the number one song. Now, Rick Springfield was huge at one point in time. He only had a couple of like songs from this album, "Working Class Dog," but he was also on a soap opera called General Hospital, and he was big in Australia or New Zealand, wherever the fuck he's from. One of those one of those countries. Oh wait, which guy? Rick Springfield. Oh, okay, I thought I was like man at work guy. That's Australia. Uh, yes, but Colin Hayes is from uh, uh, Ireland or hmm. some shit. Interesting. He's from the UK. But yes, they're they're an Australian group. But anyway, they, they know each other. And so they were performing together. And I was like, God, Rick Springfield looks really good. I was like, boy, like he's his hot. fucking album, 1981, that was 40 fucking years ago. It's aged like fine wine. This motherfucker is like 78 years old. Wow. He was old as fuck when this album came out. He <laughs> <laughs> was like... Dude, that's like the band The Scorpions. Those guys have been old forever. They've been old since Dude, the 80s. But I'm telling you, Rick Springfield looks like he's like in his 60s. Yeah. Like he looks good. Here's the other thing about Rick Springfield, a little trivia fact. Huge Star Wars figure collection. He owns every single original Star Wars figure in the box. When they came out in the 80s and the 70s, he bought them, put them in cases, and stored them away. <laughs> that's very cool. 
the dude has thousands of dollars, probably tens of thousands, if not $100,000 worth of Star, Star Wars, Wars toys. toys. Nice. Hey, boy's got to have a hobby. I wish that I was Jesse's son. Like, well, the, Jesse's <laughs> not Rick Springfield, so that doesn't quite work. Yeah, if you're Jesse's son, you're like, this guy fucker wanted my he dad's wanted to girlfriend. He my, <laughs> beg my mom. He wanted to. He just jerked off about it. <laughs> Uh, Student Bodies was written by Mickey Rose and directed by Mickey Rose and also Michael Ritchie, who went uncredited um, with some of the direction. Get to that in a second. Mickey Rose was like a huge collaborator with uh, Woody Allen. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like big time and like helped him write some bits like in a stand up act and helped him with like uh, movies and shit like that. Yeah. Did, did he call Woody, you think, while he was working on this movie? He's like, hey, can I run a couple ideas uh, by Woody? Woody's like, no. <laughs> He's no like, I'm very no. busy. I'm very busy making getting Oscars. <laughs> He's just like, just do something with a rubber chicken. I don't know. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, music by Gene Hobson, produced by Michael Ritchie, but he went credited as Alan Smithy. I saw that. When the Alan Smithy popped up, I was like, oh, this is going to be a bad movie, I think. Now, Alan Smithy doesn't automatically mean it's a bad movie. No, but usually... It usually does. Now, Alan Smithy, when someone takes a credit as Alan Smithy, usually it's a director. I'm very yeah. odd that it's a producer. It's usually they want <laughs> they don't want to be associated with the movie or like producers or somebody like force them to deviate from their vision or something like that. The story that I heard with this, the reason why is because there was a, a writer's strike and it had something to do with the union. And so in order to get this made or whatever, Michael Ritchie had to take the Alan Smithy credit because uh, the- okay. The, the union would have f- fucked him. It's the only way to get the movie out. That's what I heard. But there's also some people that say, no, he just, he, he didn't take it because they actually went a different way than he wanted to go. Yeah. So it's usually that, or it comes out and they're just, or they see it and they go like, oh no, what have yeah. I done? <laughs> get my name off that shit. <laughs> well, and we'll be the judges. I mean, would you have taken the Alan Smithy credit or not? Let's, we'll find let's out. Keep going. This movie stars a bunch of people, but nobody... Uh, only one person who was of any kind of note out of this. Everybody else was like zip, zap, zop. Yeah, nothing. I looked a lot of these people up on their IMDb and saw that this was like the only thing that they ever did. Yeah. So the one person, um, the killer's name is The Breather. When we don't see him, they just call him The Breather. He was credited as Richard Brando, but it was actually Richard Belzer. Or Belson, right? No, it was Richard Belzer. Oh, okay. It was like fucking mooch or whatever his name was munch <laughs> richard belzer he just died shit oh richard um richard belzer doesn't um re- didn't remember doing this movie oh he said no. he was high as f- <laughs> oh <laughs> high as fuck and he just oh. did the voice work on it that's fun he's like i mean I you can remember. tell like that's not really him like it sounds like voiceover yeah and he's like he's like um he's like when i he goes it's clearly me he goes, I've listened to it. He goes, that's me on the phone. But he goes, I don't remember that movie. That's funny. Uh, but Richard Belzer just recently died. He oh, was uh, Munch and all those fucking movie, all those TV shows. The other person that I wanted to mention was Sarah Eckhart, who plays Patty Priswell. Kind of a small character, but she went on. She's currently a state senator I in Texas. That. Yeah, good for her. And she hates fucking Greg Abbott. So oh. <laughs> I like her. That's also good. Yeah. 
Another person that we'll be talking about is Patrick Boone Varnell. He he went credited as The Stick. Oh, yes. And he plays Malvert, the janitor. We'll talk about him. The runtime of this movie was 86 minutes. Uh, no budget, but box office, $5.2 million. I was going to guess that on the dot. No, I would not guess that. Hot box. Hot box. I'm sure you'd seen this cover art. Yes. Before. Yeah, I think I've seen uh, the post like posters of it. It shows that we've gone to um, somebody, I want to say maybe it was the Forever Midnight guys, like pressed uh, the soundtrack on vinyl. I've seen that a couple oh, times. Really? I've been tempted. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The cover is like a painted drawing picture of this woman, and she's sitting in a desk, uh, kind of a busty woman sitting in a desk, Ooh, baby. dead. She's oh. got like a megaphone sticking out of her mouth and uh, some books and you know she just looks like a schoolgirl. at the top it says 13 and a half murders plus 1423 laughs equals student bodies and it's all written in chalk on the very chalkboard clever. behind her it says the laugh count begins this is a paramount release the back of the box this is what it says this killer comedy is every teenage horror film you've ever seen taken to the farthest extreme of laughter the screams are as frequent as the giggles are uh, as the giggles as a crazed murderer terrorizes lamab high but the senior class is not going to take it lying down dodging such lethal weapons as paper clips and blackboard erasers they set about confronting the mysterious breather and other things that go bump in the night no one is safe from the hilarious twists and turns of the madcap plot least of all the student bodies themselves. Football games, pep rallies, and senior proms provide background for a romp that leaves no satirical possibility unexplored. That's a good write-up, actually, because it doesn't yeah, give much away. It doesn't. Although there's really not a lot to this movie. There also is not. <laughs> movie opens up, and we see a, like a splash on the screen, and it says, yeah. last year, 26 horror films were made. None of them lost money. Yeah, yeah, I like that. It's based on an actual incident. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and we're off. It says student bodies, and then there's a shot of a house, and at the <laughs> bottom it says Halloween. And then you hear a turkey go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it like fades out, and then it fades uh-huh. back in, and it's the same house again, and it says Friday the 13th. And you go, oh, okay, it's Halloween, and it's also, wait a second. And then uh, it, then fades it fades out again, out, fades back fades in. fades back up, and it says Jamie Lee Curtis's birthday. <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty funny right off the bat this movie starts out with a bang we're watching now as the point of view of the breather and boy does he fucking breathe yeah he's just not so (sighs) 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 it's something when we see there's like a teenager or something like that and she's yeah teenage girl yeah and she's uh in her house and she keeps hearing like kind of weird sounds and i like how she well she's babysitting yeah she's yeah babysitting. she hears a weird noise outside she opens the door to investigate and there's a dog outside and the fucking dog meows and she's and like what the hell farts. and then the dog yeah lifts his leg to piss and farts ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. She leaves the door unlocked, and uh, we know this because the camera, or the, it flashes unlocked, and it On points the screen, to the a little door. arrow pointing at the lock. She receives a phone call from a heavy breather, yeah, and uh, so it's breathing, and like drool comes through the phone. It looks yeah. like fucking spooge. And but. At, one, it does. <laughs> at one point, she hangs up on him, and it rings again, and she picks it up, and he goes, "I said." Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Uh, she goes into the kitchen like there's all this like tense moments right mm-hmm. like 
Like, I think he calls back at one time too, and it's just ominous music. Yeah. <laughs> she goes into the kitchen, dude. Did you see the fucking stack of dirty dishes in the sink? Oh, I didn't notice. God damn, they're like piled high to the sky. But it come there's, there's oh a yes, because it does come it. back later. Yes, but I noticed it right away. I was like, all those fucking dirty dishes. That's yeah, gross. Um, her boyfriend comes over and like scares her. Of course, we got that trope. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go upstairs to fuck. And she goes, uh, she says to her boyfriend, she goes, "Are you clean?" And he goes, "Of course I'm clean. Besides, you can't wash away herpes." <laughs> yes. <laughs> and i like when he, he starts kissing on her like when they're downstairs and he's and he's like ah you come on baby and she's like no no not now or something and he's like well when and she's like i don't know like 10 seconds from now and he's like oh okay <laughs> yeah so they go they go up to the parents room and she's like i need you to take a shower because i yeah, need you to get clean and he's like all right so he goes and takes a shower and the breather gets into the house and the breather's walking up the stairs and the breather's like, it cuts back and forth between her and the guy in the shower and then the breather and the breather's like, how many fucking stairs are there? Like, oh, oh God, I'm getting tired. Uh, and he steps in gum and he's like, oh man, uh, bubble gum, uh, gross, huh? <laughs> then he steps in gum again and he just got to take off his boots. He just takes his boots off. <laughs> And he gets up to the top of the stairs and there's like, um, he opens a cabinet or something and it's just mm-hmm. full of weapons. And he's like, ah, ah, ah what should I use? Ah, and there's like a knife. I think there's a gun and like a machete rope, rope uh, all of this different shit implements. Death, and he's kind of going back and forth trying to pick. And he goes, ah, and grabs a paper clip. Yeah. And proceeds to like unfold it. Like, yeah. so it's like a so he can use it to stab with and then he goes in and he uh meanwhile the boyfriend is like blow drying his hair you're watching this going what the fuck why why would you do this why would you take a shower why would you blow dry your hair who does this who acts like this and i'm like every fucking horror movie ever fucking made does this they're making fun of it (laughs) and he comes out of the shower uh buck naked and we see a little shadow dick Leave it to David to discover the shadow dick. I paused it. If you pause it just right now. Uh, I, By I the just... way, I did. I was watching Pulp Fiction the other mm-hmm. day and uh, uh, my wife was with me and I go, oh, there's Bruce Willis's dick. She goes, you don't see it. And I go, bullshit. That's right. You, you do see I, his dick a little bit. I rewound it and I paused it. She goes, oh my God. I never noticed that. I forgot about that. Poor yeah, Bruce Willis. I see a little Bruce Willis dick. Oh, poor Brucey. So anyway, back to the happy, happy stuff. Not Bruce Willis. Um, she, yeah, she's been... St- stabbed to death by the paper clip by the way <laughs> yeah he's the, like oh shit <laughs> she's got like paper clip stab marks all on her face she's dead and then uh he gets uh, suffocated by like a garbage bag yeah he gets bagged <laughs> and this is the first time it says the body count Bing! Two. And it, like flashes too so the parents come back home <laughs> and uh the mom just is like ah! oh my god she left the door unlocked and like every time the mom sees something she screams she sees the dishes yeah, she walks like, ah! around the corner and goes ah! she didn't and the do the dishes like, what, what what she didn't do the dishes ah! she left the tv on she goes i'm not paying her 75 cents an hour just to not do anything and so and she goes upstairs she screams because there's gum and boots on the floor she screams because this she screams she, screams, because she left the she tv goes, on this is yeah it goes on and on she goes upstairs to the bedroom and she sees the uh, the couple is dead and she's all, huh. <laughs> she finds the corpses. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, now we're at the funeral. And this is fucking Malvert. Malvert's this janitor, all right? This guy's probably about what, six, seven, David? Yeah, maybe like 100 pounds. He's a skinny <laughs> and dude. And double jointed. Yeah. He's like made of rubber. 
And this motherfucker's arms, if he's six foot seven, his arms are six foot it's two. It's got quite the, quite the wingspan. <laughs> he's, his, his knuckles are dragging on the ground <laughs> and he bends them backwards. Like, yeah, this is a goofy looking motherfucker, but I couldn't stop looking at him. I loved him. He's quite the specimen. Every time this guy was on screen, I was like trying to look him up online. He didn't really do much after this. He was like a stand-up comedian. I saw that because he was a comedian and he died young. Yeah, he died in the 90s. I think he was like in his 50s or something. But I was like, why wasn't this guy in more things? Mm -hmm. This guy would have been a star. Yeah, especially like 80s comedies. Yeah, just put that guy in everything. He should have been in every sitcom. He should have been the neighbor. He should have been everything. Yeah, but no. Very sad. Um, but anyway, he starts going six kills, six kills. <laughs> he's like, he's like dumb. His character is like dumb. And he's wearing rubber gloves, which we saw the killer was wearing. And somebody's like, Hey, I think the, was it the priest or whoever's doing the funeral? Like when he's like six kills, he's like, Hey, hey come on. You're starting to sound like a suspect. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> then there's a guy, there's a couple that's like, uh, this, this guy's like trying to, he's making out with his girlfriend and she's like, come on, we're at a funeral. He's like, I don't know. Funerals will just get me hot. <laughs> Yeah, get all horny at funerals. <laughs> and so go she's bang. like, all right. So they, they go run off to have sex. And she's like, uh, oh, I don't have my diaphragm. Which I was like, diaphragm? Diaphragm. What? What I know that's a fuck, an old timey thing. But like, who this day and age? Like, what young girl in this day and age is like, they're probably like, what the fuck's a diaphragm? <laughs> but she didn't have her diaphragm. So he's like, I'll go, get, I'll go get protection. So he goes, runs off to go get condoms or whatever. Yeah. And this is another theme that's going to happen a lot in this movie is... Two people getting ready, to, getting ready to have sex, and then the guy has to go do something. Yep. And then the girl gets killed, and when the guy comes back, he discovers her body. Yeah. And then he gets killed. Yep. And that's what happens. And on one this one... I, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, when uh, this time when he leaves, uh, the arrow comes back on the screen, and it points like at the door, and it's like, also unlocked. And then it, another <laughs> arrow comes, like, and the window is down. Yep. Um, so they get killed, but another thing that I thought was funny in this is it's very subtle and it happens really quick. And if you're not paying attention, I think some people could miss it, but the mom and dad who were hired, the girl who died Mm -hmm. for the babysitter, they're at the funeral of the girl they go up to her parents and they go, Oh, um, Julie, her name was Julie. They're like, this is the money we owed Julie for babysitting. Now it was 65 cents an hour. And the joke there is that she was complaining that she was oh, 75, paying 75 cents. cents. <laughs> <laughs> so she's short changing them. Oh, it's funny. I didn't catch that. It was fucking great. I died. I was like this fucking bitch. <laughs> That's hilarious. She goes that I paid for gas, but only one way. <laughs> She didn't need to go two ways because yes, she was right. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fudge. It was the greatest. It was the greatest joke. Okay, so one thing I want to say about this movie right now. At this point in the movie, now we're like, what, 15, 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It has crammed every fucking trope of every slasher film ever made. Now, this movie was made in 81. So yeah. this was early on in the slasher craze. <laughs> yeah, they, they checked all the boxes everything it's actually quite amazing that they got it all done in such a short amount of time now that causes some trouble later for me personally but yeah for me too um but at this point i had found myself i had laughed several times by this point out loud yes i was like this movie is very funny oh and um the guy the breather when he kills the uh couple in the car he kills the girl with a wooden horse like a horse bookend bookend (laughs) kills her with that and that's going to come back too (laughs) Dude, and it's all bl- it gets all bloody, like on the like the on muzzle the of the horse. Yeah, yeah. 
And then someone finds it and he's like, what were these kids doing? <laughs> what kind of kinky shit were they up to in here? <laughs> Where was that nose? Now we're at the, the high school and we meet our main girl. Our main girl's name is Toby and Toby and her, I, I don't know if it's her boyfriend or whatever, but uh, his name is Hardy. Yeah. I think they're, they're just the friends, I, but I get the sense Hardy really likes her. He does. So Toby's the main girl and she's very like, I don't want to say prudish, but she's like, I'm not going to have sex. Yeah. She's kind of your Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween kind of role. Yeah. She even has a button on her blouse that says no. <laughs> so, and then when she takes her blouse off her shirt underneath, it says, I said no on the button. <laughs> and then when she takes that off on her bra, there's a button that says for the last time, no. <laughs> <laughs> but Anyway, we're at we're at high school, right? And uh, there's these two cars that pull up to go park into a handicap stall, and they hit each other. And one is being driven by a seeing eye dog, whose owner is in the passenger seat and gets out and starts bitching at the person who hit when him. It, when the dog hits the car, the the, the blind guy's like, "Oh, what have you hit now? <laughs> what have you done this time?" And then in the other car is a guy who is handicapped from the waist down, and he gets out and he gets into his wheelchair. And they start arguing over, I should have parked in this spot because I'm blind. Well, I'm handicapped. I can't walk. And then like this woman, this Patty Prims, uh, whatever, uh, the, the girl who's the state senator now, she pulls up and she parks into that. And they're like, why are you parked in there? And she's like, being pretty is also a handicap. <laughs> <laughs> you Something bitch. like that. The sex kills guy. This is Mr. Malvert. This dude's fucking hands. Like he bends his thumb his, and it goes yeah, backwards. Yeah, I noticed his fingers were like double jointed too. He's like bending them backwards. <laughs> so fucking crazy. It was crazy. The principal says, uh, he's talking to like his secretary or whatever. And he's like, oh, this couldn't have happened at a worse week. This is the week of the big game, the big dance, the graduation. Uh, <laughs> the big parade, like all the these events parade. that are happening. <laughs> he names off everything that anybody has ever like had in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. Every timeline issue that movies always seem to like get around, like, oh, wait a second, that wouldn't happen here. Yeah, and this movie was like spoofing movies that hadn't even come out yet, because I know what you did last summer. It's like the big parade and the big uh, homecoming. Yeah, and the killer wearing galoshes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and I think right around this time is we get a scene with uh, involving the woodshop teacher. Which this scene also had me laughing out loud several times because we get we see the horsehead bookend again, but this guy Everywhere, goes on this way. long speech about horsehead bookends and like how prestigious they are and the like the ultimate in fanciness, and he says yeah. horsehead bookends like twenty times. Yes, it must have been hard for that actor to say that because <laughs> horsehead bookends is not something that's easy to say mm -hmm. for multiple times in a row. But they get a foreign exchange student from like. Uh, He's from Ghana Africa or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he comes in and he's like, he's like, why is today your first day? It's the last day of school. <laughs> yeah. And we see him arrive like in a bus or like a van. Yeah. And he goes, I take the bus. And he goes, well, why? If you take the bus, why did you just get to school now? He's like, it's a long ride from Ghana or wherever the fuck he's from. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My bus he's ride like, well, from gonna, Africa. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to teach you how to make horse head bookends. And he's like, <laughs> takes this like African foreign exchange student under his wing <laughs> Um, it's right around here. Maybe David, I don't know if it's exactly here. I'm just going to touch on some high points that I remember from the movie. Yeah, sure. We get cut into the movie and it's this guy sitting at a desk. Oh yeah. It's goes, shortly around that point. I think somebody gets killed at a parade or something around uh, before that, but yes, but yeah, they, they cut to like a PSA. Yep. And it's this guy sitting at a desk and he's like, the MPAA will not give this movie an R rating if there's no, uh, nudity or cursing or whatever. So we have to have one 
curse word. And then he goes, fuck you. Now back to the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then it cuts to like a screen. And this is like, this film has been rated R. <laughs> and, that, and that's actually the truth. Like that movie got rated R because of that. Cause there's yeah. no nudity in this. Movie. There is Damn. other than like the Dick shadow. Um, and then there's a couple like profanities, but I think that's the only fuck in the, yeah. In the and movie. The, the only other thing is, is that the, the breather is watching the girls change in the locker room. They never get fully they naked, don't. but he does jerk off. He does. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it takes him about three seconds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you can tell he's, he's jacking it. Toby keeps getting caught with, um, the dead bodies like she at the parade david you're right some people got killed underneath a float and toby went under there because she's like hey what you know i gotta go save those guys because they're going to have sex every time someone goes to have sex they die. they die so she goes under there well they're already dead and the bodies come out and then toby comes crawling out and everybody's like she's a suspect how did that girl get killed i can't remember what, what was the eggplant that's right <laughs> eggplant and then the guy got smothered with a uh, with a plastic bag again all the guys all the guys die by bag so they sent toby to the school like psychologist or whatever (laughs) and this psychologist is like uh fucking weirdo but he's like uh, (laughs) you can call me daddy Uh, and she calls him like dr sigmund or whatever his name is he's like don't there's no need to be so formal please call me daddy and she's like oh (laughs) And then she says something later on about her father. About like, how he's a fucking nasty-ass perv. Yeah, and he yeah goes, don't call me daddy anymore. Don't call me daddy anymore. <laughs> um, that scene with the psychiatrist also, or the school psychologist or whatever he was, was also funny because there's just a bunch of little, like, things. Like, uh, she's crying, and he's like, oh, please, there's no need to cry. And he hands her a box of tissues, but there's no tissues in it, so she just dries her eyes with the box. And then yeah. later on, she's crying again, and he hands her his pipe that he's smoking, and she dries her eyes with his pipe. <laughs> The other thing too that the guy does is he goes around the room as he's talking to her and he like tilts like the the picture frame. He adjusts all this stuff and then he sits back down and he goes, "Someone's been messing with my stuff." <laughs> he looks at all the stuff he just adjusted. Yes. Um. So yeah, there was that. Um. Football game is next, and uh, at the football game, a couple goes off to have sex, and it's like there's always like everybody just always, all the prime suspects always like look at the couple. The principal is standing there and he sees the couple go away and he goes, uh, I need to go. I need to go make a phone call. And the, yeah. the shop teacher pulls out a phone and he goes, you can use mine. It's like a rotary phone or something. He goes, I have one right here. And he goes, uh, well I need to shave. And like, then there's like a barber right there. And he's like, Oh, I'll give you a shave. <laughs> he goes, uh, I need to pick up my daughter at the airport. And the girl stands up holding luggage. And she goes, dad, I made it. <laughs> my plane landed early. <laughs> like, God damn it. <laughs> A couple goes underneath. Uh, how does the woman die in this one? Uh, with an eraser. She gets killed with an eraser. But I thought this was funny, too. They go under, and it's just raining garbage on them. Like <laughs> This is like <laughs> the, the sloppiest crowd ever. This is constant trash just raining down on them. Um, but uh, the guy doesn't have a condom. So he's like, oh, I'll go get one. I, ke- I keep one stashed like in the men's room or something like that. And he goes off and yeah, yeah, she gets he, killed with an eraser. talked about the Godfather. He's like, I keep it behind the toilet. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. That's right. The idea from the Godfather. <laughs> But yeah, she gets killed and then the guy gets bagged. Yeah, he comes back though and uh, she's dead and he's like, oh well. And he was kind of, he was ready to <gasps> That's fuck That's right. Her. He's like, eh, well. <laughs> and I think he like unzips his pants or something. Yeah, he's gonna. So Toby goes under to investigate and she gets hit on the head by something and she gets knocked out. And yeah. she ends up climbing in. Oh, and when she gets dead. knocked out, like an arrow points at her and it says, this is an important plot point. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Was it though? I Not mean, really. I guess, but 
<laughs> I think only in that it shows that she's not the killer. Yeah. But we knew that. Yeah, exactly. Um, she climbs in with the dead bodies when they go into the ambulance because everybody's like, we need to find Toby because where was she? And everybody thinks that she's like, you know, now the killer. And she climbs under the blanket with them and she goes to the hospital. Well, her friend Hardy sees this and they're all like at the hospital, like all in front of the dead body. Right. And <laughs> yeah, the, the dead body's the, underneath a blanket. Yep. And the dead body like farts. <laughs> and they're like, like, what the hell is that? And then they're like, they're like bodies will fart and get erections and stuff. And it's all boing. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they're like, have you ever seen a dead body? And they, everybody turns their eyes cause they don't want to see the dead body. And it's just Toby under there with the dead body. But the only person that sees it is this hardy guy. And then they put the sheet back over and he stays back as everybody leaves. And she comes out and she goes, this is another joke. She goes, where am I? And then she goes, Cleveland. <laughs> that's Cause right because the, the fart smells <laughs> yes it was kind of a funny joke but she's like we gotta go we gotta figure out who the killer is you know we got the big dance promise tonight <laughs> so right. we have to go and he's like well we could go together and she goes hardy no one's ever gonna believe that i would go to prom with you <laughs> so we don't want to make it any suspicious any more suspicious than it already is or some she's and, some and during the like scene that. while she's talking to him this was one of the jokes i, I have to admit i didn't get uh maybe you can mm-hmm. help me out uh while they're mm-hmm. talking all of a sudden the like the lower right hand corner of the screen the killer's hands pop up and they're sign he's like sign language translating everything that she's saying yeah um i don't know yeah so back I don't know if you remember this, but back like in the early eighties, like there was a big, I remember going like watching a lot of like, like church shows almost. Mm-hmm. And they would always have a sign language person oh, okay, in the bottom okay. right hand corner. Like an ASL translator or something. Yeah. And so like, like I would go over to my great grandma's house and she'd always be watching these fucking church programs or Bob Ross. That's like all she would have on. I was really young. Okay. So it was but a nod to that. It, that's that's what i got okay. it as maybe someone out there has i even rewound it and i was like whoa what context uh is this under but i couldn't figure yeah, that it out it was just it was just that it's kind of a stupid joke i mean as opposed to all the fucking highbrow jokes in this in this uh <laughs> thing but anyway they go to the dance she dresses up like uh like sandy from greece because she gets like the greece uh they were doing the <laughs> this kind of a funny joke they they got the they're at school and they're by the costumes for the theater department and she's going to go undercover. So she has to change clothes and she goes, uh, well, what are they doing? And he goes, Greece, but they didn't get the rights to the music. So they're just doing the dialogue, which I thought was just funny because like, why would you do Greece without the music? It's <laughs> so stupid. But anyway, regardless, so she dresses up and she looks like Sandy from Greece. She's like all sexed out, sexy mm-hmm. out with her boobs hanging out. So nobody does think it's her because they're like, She's like this prim and proper Yeah, and like girl. one person is like, I think that's her. And then she, she sees it and she grabs Toby or uh, grabs uh, Hardy and kisses him. And they're like, oh, well, that's not her. She would never kiss yeah. a boy. And and the one girl, one girl does say that. She goes, uh, I think that's him. And the guy she's with goes, oh, hold on. I'll find out. I'll go dance with her. If I don't get a hard on, it's Toby for sure. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, but then they're like, no, it can't be Toby. It's about here that the uh, shop teacher gets got and there's this whole fucking big long scene the shop teacher getting killed and he doesn't i don't even know if he actually gets killed well, but i guess he does he hides in the closet uh because he hears somebody coming right and i think was it the couple first yeah 
And then there's like a chainsaw. And then he tells the guy to put the chainsaw down. It's like 15 minutes long. And Dude, the shop teacher's like all sweaty. It was pretty he's funny. Like, he's like, hey, unplug that chainsaw. And then he, the killer does. And he's like, now oil it. And then he oils it. And he's like, now clean it. Now put it back in the case. It was really long. It did go on. And this is about the time in the movie where I was like. Starting to check out. This movie's a little long. Yeah. This movie's too long. Yeah. I thought the like, same thing. They blew their load and they, <laughs> they still got some residual. There's like, still some uh, laughs to come. Tremors. But then it was like, all right, this movie, this movie needs to end. And I think there was still like 20 minutes left. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I, I found myself on a similar journey, Brett, but he ends up like hitting uh, the woodshop guy over the head. And uh, so he's, he's dead. And then meanwhile, Toby's trying to like, she's snooping on the principal so she actually works with uh, the janitor guy oh, to, yeah. to swipe his keys. And Albert. Yeah, when he brings the keys, he, she's like, you get the keys? like, yep. And he like hands her a wedge of cheese. And she's like, no, I said keys. And he's like, oh, I got those too. <laughs> the one thing that we didn't mention was Malvert talking about how uh, sometimes Malvert pees red. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because he goes up and he starts drinking the punch, like right, like just sticks his face in the punch bowl. And they're like, Malvert, get out of there. And he's like, it's okay. Uh, Malvert can drink a uh, punch. Malvert made the punch. And they're like, what? And he's like, sometimes I pee red. And everybody starts spitting. Like, Malvert oh. pees red. <laughs> oh, fuck. All the prom queens are dead. Yeah, and Toby's snooping around. I think this is around the part where we get a reveal, or do we? Uh, Toby's uh, in the principal's office kind of going through his shit, and he comes in. He's like, hey, what are you doing? And a whole bunch of marbles get spilled on the floor, by the way. Yes, yes, that would be important. <laughs> but there's all these files on the people that have died, and like she's going through all the photos, and she's like, whore, harlot, slut, and all this stuff. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, and he comes in. He's like, what are you doing? he starts to like undress <laughs> yeah she's like, like turned like around naked. and like she turns around and faces him and he's like just standing there in his boxers and he's got an i love new york tattoo on his chest <laughs> which is not explained at all i thought that was funny and then he's gonna kill her with the school trophy that they won for typing years ago <laughs> it's the school's <laughs> only he, trophy they ever won and he brings it in and he slips on the marbles and he ends up impaling himself yeah it's like oh shit so is the killer dead she runs into um the secretary's office and hardy's dead yep he's like no hardy the secretary says that she is actually the principal's father <laughs> yeah she, <laughs> well i think at first she's like he's my son he's, he's my he's son my that's son. it she's like you're his mother and she goes no like, i'm his father <laughs> and then and she's been killing all the male students the secretary's been killing all the male students and the, the principal's been killing all the female students yes so Toby runs away and she starts running down the hall and then all of her dead, everybody who's died is back alive. Yeah. And they're all chasing her and the camera work is all crazy. So we're like, all right, something funny is going on now. Yep. And then she gets like knocked out or she falls she out, jumps the out the window. window. Excuse me. Yep. But she's woken up and heart it's Hardy kissing her and she's in a hospital bed and she looks different. She looks the same, but she looks different. She's not this prim and proper girl. She's like just a regular teenage girl. Yeah. And all the friends are there, but they all look different too. But they're all a little different. Like the handicapped guy is not in a wheelchair anymore. The blind guy's not blind. The woodshop teacher's wearing a beret. Malvert's not a uh, janitor. He's the principal. Yeah, and he seems very smart. Yep. He's like, absurd. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, oh, I can't believe it. I had the weirdest dream and da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, we find out she had swine flu. 
And then she even says something like, uh, Dr. Sigmund said sexual repression causes swine flu. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's why she's like, well, let's go have sex to Hardy. Yeah. And so they're going to have sex, and um, while she's like getting undressed and ready to uh, fuck, Hardy puts on green gloves, yeah, like the breather. And, and he starts he breathing. <laughs> and then it's like one hour later, and it's Toby's funeral. Yeah, yeah, he strangles her. <laughs> And uh, so she's dead and Hardy like kneels down to place flowers at her grave. And then her arms reach up out of the dirt and grab him. <gasps> oh my God. Like the end of Carrie. Yep. And, uh, and that's, that's it. The, the end. So David, uh, I had seen this movie many ah, years ago. Okay. But uh, I had a roommate who was like, this movie's fucking hilarious. And I don't remember if he said like before scream, like cause scream kind of pokes fun at horror movies. He was like, um, you know, a movie like student bodies, but I guess it's more like before scary movie. I would say it's more like scary movie. He's like, you should watch this. And so, uh, we watched it, but I didn't, rem- I remembered a little bit about it. I remember there being 13 and a half deaths. Oh, by the way, the half death oh. is a fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Somebody swats a fly. <laughs> so I want to hear your thoughts on it before I give my review. Yeah. Um, I thought, and I know we kind of already said this, but the first third to eh, maybe the, even the first half, I, I laughed quite a bit and a few times out loud. Um, and I was kind of poised to be like, this is a, a kind of a, a gem of a movie that I'm surprised more people don't talk about. And then as it went on, it just became very repetitive. I don't know. Part of it was like they were making fun of stuff like this, but like every guy getting killed with a bag. Like I wish they had done more creative, dumb things like the eggplant or the yeah. eraser. Like, I think he could have done more just stuff that doesn't really make sense and just have that be a way. So I thought the kill mm-hmm. variety was kind of lame. And so I think overall the horror element piece was lacking. I think that's what could have made this movie a lot better is stick with like the, the really funny parts, but also add in some like cool kills and gore. And again, I know we're probably getting into budget stuff. Um, but I just thought it got uh, very repetitive, and I thought the quality of jokes and gags declined as the movie went on. Like I feel like they, yeah. they blew their load real early in the movie, because like, there's yeah. a lot of funny stuff that happens. I would probably watch this movie again, though, just because there's so much stuff. Um, it's so zany that I think it's a movie on repeated viewings. You probably would always find something new uh, to pick mm-hmm. out, like, oh, I hadn't noticed that in the background, or a sign that says this or that. So I do think it's worth watching. I don't think it quite pulls it off, um, but it was better than I was expecting. Like I, I had kind of gone into this thinking this movie was going to be terrible. So I mm-hmm. would recommend it, but I'm not going to give it a high recommendation. I'm going to give it the the bare minimum of a see it. I'm going to go two and a half. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think you 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 basically hit on everything uh, that that I would say about it as well. I'm going to go a little bit higher though. I'm going to go okay. three. All right. Um, I really like this movie but again to your point and i I said it earlier as well the first half is fucking hilarious and the first half of this movie i think is so on point with everything that that makes horror movies great in my opinion it makes slasher movies great and it hits all those tropes and it's exactly what i want in a spoof Mm -hmm. the pacing in the first half is really good because it's like joke 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 and 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 they're flying and they're coming and there's there's jokes there's subtle jokes there's in your face jokes yeah and i think the first half the majority of the jokes land and i think that flips about halfway through then you start getting to womp womp like where the jokes kind of flop a little bit you get tired you get tired of it and it's like 
this is the problem with movies that don't have a strong story. Right. Whereas if there is a strong story, and this kind of goes to your point about the kills, if there was a strong story, then I think the jokes would have been better or I would have held, it would have held my interest more because I would have actually cared for the character as well. Right. Because you can have a comedy like this, like a spoofing type of comedy where you care for the main character or characters and still have like, you know, joke, joke, you know, all yeah, these fucking... I mean, you said it earlier, Scary Movie, I think is a perfect example. Like we care about the yeah. Cindy character in that movie. Yeah. Um, but the fact that this movie came out in 1981 is what bumps that up higher for me. That makes the sense. fact that this was so early on in the slasher movie craze now i know a lot had come out by then i mean we had halloween in 78 um the first two friday the 13th i believe were already up by this time or close to it uh my bloody valentine all those movies were around Around this time. time yeah you had a movie where it was like who's the killer you watch this movie and watch scream and there's a lot of oh, yeah. parallels. Like the whodunit element. up with the babysitter or, or whatever. The girl home alone getting a phone call, mm-hmm. getting killed. Granted, she wasn't having sex, but then the parents come home and find her dead. And then it's like the kids at school. Like, you wonder if like someone like a Kevin Williamson who probably did watch this movie, but watched this movie and was like, you know, if I made this better yeah. and more serious, there could be something here because it... I mean, except for the dream, it all being a dream at the end, like her boyfriend ends up being the killer. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's the thing I did kind of like too, is like, Oh, these two people were killers. Oh, it was all a dream. Oh, but wait, there's, he really is the killer. So it's like, it doesn't make sense. And that's the point. Like it's supposed is, to be stupid. That's exactly the point. But I could see like a Kevin Williamson watching this and going, I'm going to make this movie, but make it serious. I'm going to write right. a serious kind of version of it but still keep some of the humor in it now that being said is it a really good movie no but is it's good enough as a slasher like making fun of horror movies now here's the thing about this this movie was i believe made by this old-timey hollywood guy right this mickey rose Mm -hmm. as kind of a fuck you to slasher films like they were kind of like making fun of them like like a bully makes fun of a kid instead of like hey we're part of the group you know we're gonna make fun of ourselves it's like i'm gonna make fun of you but in turn what they did in my opinion was just promote horror movies and they showed all the things that we love about horror movies (laughs) i love that sometimes in the especially in the 80s these kills don't make sense no and the timelines don't make sense and the characters are all cardboard cutout cliches yes and that is sometimes some of my favorite things. And the look of this movie, it's raw, it's gritty. It looks like the 1980s. It very brings 80s. you back there. And I loved every fucking second of that. So the fact that it holds up as a spoof, at least the first 45 minutes hold up as anything that comes out these days. Yeah, I was at a three, three and a half, honestly, till about halfway through. And then it started to drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, w- I was right there with you because yeah. I, I, I thought the same thing too about God damn this is a gem why haven't i watched this more and then i realized why and i must have realized this 20 years ago when i watched yeah. it with my roommate was that uh yeah it's good but it's not that good yeah the wheels start to come off i do recommend people watch it i think you will enjoy it it's 2.75 overall for us get a couple of friends and watch it and i think um you'll have a good time 
Agreed. It's a good uh, movie to watch because the more, it, especially if you're drinking, the more you drink, like the later <laughs> on in the movie, you'll start talking anyway. And you That's won't true. I wasn't drinking, but I probably should have been. <laughs> um, so uh, watch that. You can watch it on Pluto yes. TV, which is free. There you go. Just a couple ads for Yellow Jackets every five <laughs> so you'll minutes. See lots of Yellow Jackets ads. So if you've ever seen Student Bodies or uh, if there's another movie you'd like us to review, you know, for a long time I've been thinking we should do Scary Movie and we've never done it. Yeah, well, we should do that one at some point. At some point in time, we'll do Scary Movie. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long ass time, but I remember really liking it. Well, I do too, but spoiler alert, I love Scary Movie 2. Yeah, I think that's, I may have liked that one better. That's my favorite one. So... Um, but anyway, if you want to get in contact with us, uh, there's many ways for you to do that. David, why don't you tell them all right now? I'll do it. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, the Slasher app, TikTok, Hive, uh, search the Swearwolves on those platforms. On Instagram, search the Swearwolves podcast. Uh, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com. We have the Swearwolves YouTube channel. Uh, you can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, uh, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. looks like pee uh it's my urine i drink a <laughs> bottle of my own urine every day yeah. uh it's just water with crystal light okay yeah it looks like pee pee delicious pee 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 a pee if i was like really dehydrated like that's like yeah <laughs> yeah you'd want to see a physician about that it's because all i do is drink my own pee it just recycles <laughs> over and over again it's the salinity i think uh it's just drying <laughs> it just, out. just turns to fucking maple syrup at some point oh. <laughs>